Welcome to the Righteous Villain Podcast. Off the back, I'm going to let you know that I am not here with all of the answers. I don't think I know it all. I, um, I might not always give the most, um, ideal or tactful perspective. I don't mean to ruffle feathers or hurt feelings, but my viewpoint of life is just is just in a way that a lot don't agree with. It's controversial and it's uncomfortable. But I call myself the righteous villain because although I might come across as an asshole, um, argumentative, disagreeable, not user-friendly to other earthlings... Um, it's, it's all with good intent. I believe I have a pure heart and I believe in integrity. I believe in restoring nature. I believe in restoring things to, you know, positive vibrations the way it should be. So I, obviously if I speak out against this fucking society that we now live in, this quote unquote reality we have all embraced, if I speak out Against that, of course I'm going to sound like an asshole and of course I'm going to ruffle feathers for most folk. So, bear with me. Like I said, I don't claim to have all of the answers, but I do have a lot of questions. I have a lot of what-ifs. I have a lot of ideas. And my what-ifs and my ideas are just to get others to think. To tap into free thinking. So, I'm just going for it. Um, I've never podcasted before. This is my actual first time doing a podcast. And I wanted to start off with a show that I've, well, a series I've recently watched. And I know a lot of us watch this series on Lifetime. Regarding yours truly, R. Kelly. Now... Most of the things I have to say about this surviving R. Kelly situation doesn't even have to do with R. Kelly. Okay? It's bigger than R. Kelly. But before I get into it, I do want to highlight five characters that stood out to me that, that, for lack of a better word, I'll say disgusted me. Like, I, I was just as upset with them as people were upset with R. Kelly. There were five people that stood out in this documentary, if you will. And I'm going to mention them right now and the reasons why I have disdain towards them. The first one is... um, The first one is the female... The underage female who was sleeping with R. Kelly who was also sleeping with the younger female, the, 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 one who, uh, the one who stole his tape. I should have just said that. The female who stole his tape and then gave it to somebody else to hold for her. Her. I'm disgusted with her behavior. Because you stole the tape, one, 
after watching a few tapes or after watching a few videos, seeing underage girls being statutory raped by R. Kelly, you didn't have an issue with it. But when you saw your face on the tape, and then you say, you know, you seen yourself with the 14-year-old girl and you felt like she was too young. She was only two years younger than you. It's not like, it's not like you had her by 10 years. You had her by two years. You know what I mean? So, so you're, 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 um, your conscience didn't kick in because, oh, this girl is too young for this. Your conscience kicked in because you saw your face on the tape. So the several tapes that you watched before you saw your face... It didn't tug on your, your heartstrings to do something about it. So miss me with that bullshit. Okay? So you steal the tape. You have someone hold it for you, quote unquote. I'm doing, I do a lot of air quotes when I speak, y'all. You can't see it, but I'm just letting you know I do a lot of air quotes. And then, later on, you call R. Kelly to let him know, I'm, you know, uh, I, I stole the tape and somebody was watching it. I want to I do right by you now. Though. I want to, you know, I, I think we should get the tape back. But they're probably going to ask for some type of money for it. Sounds to me like you planned all along <laughs> to extort this man for money <laughs> for this tape. All right. So miss me with the bullshit. I don't see any righteousness coming out of you. Sorry, the righteous villain does not see that in your heart. The second person I want to address is Sparkles, the R&B singer, who claims that she, you know, she felt bad and she's tearing up and crying for the camera. Oh, I can't believe I put my niece in this situation. I should have never introduced her to R. Kelly. Bullshit. Because, according to this documentary, you have been his backup singer since day one. So. You have either seen shit or you heard rumors. All of these years you've known him, you heard some rumors. And if you haven't heard any rumors, you know for a fact that R. Kelly put out a law <laughs> saying that people are not to talk to you. So you go around saying, hello, good evening, good morning, saying whatever to people, Merry Christmas, and they don't respond and then you find out that they don't respond because R. Kelly told them not to respond to you. People are not allowed to talk to you. So, red flag, this is a weird dude. Why would you bring your young niece around this type of individual? Why would you introduce him? Oh, I'll answer that question for you. Because there was a check in it for you in the beginning. Now, in the end, you say, uh, you, wasn't, you, can't, you can't be bought or you wasn't willing to take this big check to sit down with R. Kelly and act like y'all are all cool now. Okay, that's in the end. But you better believe in the beginning there was a check. You knew exactly what type of situation you was bringing your niece into. You knew the dangerous waters you were bringing your niece into. So miss me with the bullshit, Sparkle. Miss me with the tears. Those were tears of guilt because you put your niece in that predicament. Okay, that's two people. I said there were five. The third person I want to address is R. Kelly's, uh, what was his role manager? The guy that was working for him? I want to call bullshit on you. What do you mean? You're, you're just as bad, if not worse, than R. Kelly because at least R. Kelly has a condition. He has a problem. Like, I mean, we could get it, we're going to get into all this stuff as, as you listen to my podcast. But R. Kelly 
is dealing with possession. He's dealing with some spiritual warfare. Like, he has an issue. He was molested when he was a child. So this triggers things in your brain. This causes you to not function properly. So I'm not giving him an excuse. But if anything, he has an excuse. He has a reason. You, my friend, were doing it for a paycheck. You said, well, you know, that's what Mr. Kelly wanted. So, you know, we got, we got him what he wanted. You know, he wanted girls, so we bought him girls. Nigga, how sick are you? What do you mean? You, you're worse than R. Kelly. You're, you're purely evil. And now, after all these years, you want to come out and act like, yeah, you know what I mean? I, I regret it, you know, like, you know, I really feel, I feel bad, you know, I regret doing that. It was my job. It was my job? No, you're an asshole. You're an evil asshole is what you are, okay? So, I call bullshit on you. The fourth person I want to deal with, I said there was five. Who was the fourth person? Oh, the fourth person I want to deal with is his ex-worker, somebody used to work for him, and they had, they had the, um, they had him talking with the deep voice, you know, when they want to cover your identity, and they had his face blocked out. If you've seen the, the documentary, y'all know what I'm talking about. They wouldn't show his face, or her, or her face, her face, and this individual was talking with that deep, that deep computerized voice. First of all, you, so, you're so ashamed of yourself, you can't show your face, like, I'm disgusted with you. At least his road manager showed his face. At least they revealed their identity. Who are you to not want to reveal your identity? Like, you're, you're, you're the worst. You're the scum of the earth because you partake, partook in all these activities and now you don't want to fess up. You don't want to come to the light and show your face. Fuck you. Plus, you're making it seem like this guy is a mass murderer or something. Like, they're making it seem like this guy is just... is the worst of the worst that you could ever come across. Like he's Hitler or something or, or what people portray Hitler to be, I should say. That, that we can't reveal this person's identity. Is it that serious? I mean, I get it. He did some bad shit. I get it. But he, I get it. He slept with underage girls. Like, is it that serious that this person can't show his face or his whole family would be in danger? Like, really? Is that what we're doing? Come on. Come on. And, and I just threw up an air quote because, like I said, he slept with underage girls. I get it. I get it. This is illegal. I get it. Okay? I get it. But I don't think y'all get what I don't get. All right? I don't think y'all get it in a way that I do get it. He slept with underage girls. Big whoop. And it's a bad thing. Yes, I get it. All right? You got you, you to gotta understand there's a dichotomy to me in the way that I think. I understand this is illegal. This is wrong. Their brains are not fully developed. He manipulated them. Great, great, great. I get all that. And before we get to the fifth person, I just want to understand why, why, with a hard H before the W, why do y'all want him villainized so badly? I get it. He slept with underage girls. Not only did he sleep with them, he manipulated them. This is considered rape, a type of rape, statutory rape. Okay, cool. I'm with all that. I understand all that. Why, though? Why does that bother you so much? Why, why does it bother you so much to the point that we must villainize the guy? Like, you want him punished. Why? And I, and I ask you why in in comparison to every, everything else that's going on in your world, everything else that goes on in your community every day, everything you're exposed to, 
Why, why is this thing that serious to you? You're listening. Oh, because, because we, we got kids. It could have been, it, it, it could be, it could be your daughter. It could have been you. You're right. You're absolutely right. It could be your daughter, your niece, your granddaughter, your sister. But the babies that were fed to alligators way back when could have also been your daughter, your sister, your niece, your granddaughter. Why is there not an uproar for that? Again, child molestation is wrong. It is bad when you depict it. If you can picture it, if you got a sick mind like I do, if you can just depict it and think and, and, and envision it. Yes, it's bad. It's wrong. Ooh, it just uh, doesn't doesn't look good. I get that. But feeding babies to crocodiles is ten times worse. So how are you in an uproar and want something to be done about this? Yet you continue, you continue to uphold the the very system, the very system. We'll get, we'll get to all that later. We'll get to all that later. Let's get to the fifth person. <laughs> and this one to me is just, I'm not even as disgusted with him as I am with the other people. I am, but there's a comical side to him. He was entertaining. And this is R. Kelly's brother who's in jail. My goodness, this guy's decision making. I don't know what he did to land him in prison, but I can only imagine. <laughs> Keep that guy in there because my, this guy's mentality he is way off. Like whenever he had a chance to say something that, that, that could sound like it's coming from a sound mind, he just took it all the way left. And if you've seen the show, you know what I'm talking about. When, when he tried to defend R. Kelly's position and he was like, listen, I, I don't get why you guys are attacking my brother. He has a preference. That's all. Like I have a preference. I prefer older women. Like, really? Old women? I prefer old women. He prefers younger women. What is the big deal? And I'm like, no, no, bro. You can No, 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 no. Big brother, you prefer older women. He prefers little girls, okay? We can simplify that. You prefer women. He doesn't prefer women. So you can't, you can't compare your situation with his. Like, try to, he tried to pretty much say, like, you know, I get it. It's a, it's a preference. You know, it might be sick to some of you, but I have my own, you know, kink. I prefer older women. He prefers you. No, no, it's not the same, brother. Big brother, your little brother preferred underage, illegal girls, okay? You're showing us how sick your mind is. <laughs> Again, I don't know what he did to get locked up to be doing that jail time, but I can imagine it's something something worthy of his of his jail top not to mention when when um when they spoke of r kelly's lawyers trying to throw the younger brother under the bus trying to say it was him in the sex tape and then r kelly never disagreed with them he r kelly never took the stand and said listen my lawyers are, are bugging that's not my young brother he never cleared his younger brother's name so when his younger brother decided to clear his name in an interview Afterwards, R. Kelly offered him some cash, like uh, I think it was $150,000 and a record contract, right? And then when they interviewed the older brother about this, he, he was like, I, he was pretty much like, man, oh, I can't believe this. I am appalled. Oh, my goodness. This is, 
I couldn't believe this when I heard it. So I'm thinking, okay, fine. This guy's really about to show us he has some sense. And he said, I'm appalled, man. He was offered $150,000 in a record contract from his brother. And he didn't take it. I mean, you could have been rich, man. What's wrong with you? And I'm like, yo, once again, once again, this guy shows us how plum crazy he is. Oh, my goodness. So that's why I wanted to bring him up. He was the fifth person because it's like, oh, God. Out of all of the people that, you know, well, not all of the people, you guys are villainizing R. Kelly, missing these other five characters, like, who are as equally or if not worse than R. Kelly, in my opinion, if we're talking about from a moral standpoint. Because the righteous villain, once again, is here to uphold morals, values, integrity, things that are just missing or, or damn near extinct things that are endangered species in the times that we are living in today so i go back to my question why why do we want him villainized this badly i get it it's bad i get it like i, I you, you could you could imagine a little girl and and again it's not like rape rape we're talking about manipul manipulating the mind of a young female and forgive me if you have a daughter and if you're listening to this right now and now you want to protest against the righteous villain forgive me but understand me it's not like some predator who goes around kidnapping a girl taking her against her will we're talking about a little girl who has a crush on a celebrity and her dreams are being fulfilled by being in the presence of this celebrity okay probably buying things for her, shoes, bags, whatever, and she gets to physically be with him. Now, again, I get it. The manipulation comes into part and it turns into a nightmare. All right, I, I get that. So we're not saying that it was a lovely relationship. I know it turns into a nightmare for these girls and it haunts them for the rest of their life. I get that. Okay, fine. I'll extend the olive branch. But that's not cruel, 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 cruel treatment. Like a... Like an actual predator, like a rapist, or like the example I gave earlier, babies being fed to fucking crocodiles. So, this leads me to my next point. I'm going to go deeper, and I see I understand why we want to villainize a guy like this. I understand. There are two factors at hand here. All right? There are two factors at hand. I understand why we want him villainized, and I also understand why he wasn't villainized. I know why the black community wants him villainized so badly, and I also understand why he wasn't villainized. Which one y'all want me to go into first? I'm gonna, all right, I'm gonna touch on. I'm gonna touch on why he wasn't villainized first, and I and I'll try to keep it short. I'll try to keep it real sweet, real sweet. Um, we like to feel woke. We like to feel like, yeah, man, you know, because I bet, you know, if it was a white girl, if it wasn't some white, we, we, you know, I've heard that argument. Yeah, it was a bunch of black girls. So we always feel like we have a, 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 a closed case with our quote unquote evidence. The black community in, in the court of the black community, we all just know deep down 
Well, shit, he didn't get convicted because it was black girls. Uh, well, you know, here goes another day in racist white America. Yeah, just like black, black, black people getting shot by cops. If it was little white boys being shot, those cops would convict. So because it was black girls, it was, yeah, that makes sense on the surface. But I don't do surface talk. I scratch the surface. We get into the core. Let me tell you why he got away with it. True, if it was some white girls in that situation, waters would have been hotter for him. True. But folks... I want you to understand this and pay close attention. I want you to understand. In light of LGBTQT communities. I took a pause and gave a moment of silence for that because I want this to really sink in for y'all. In light of LGBTQT communities. Me Too movements, BLMs, all of these uh, movements that fake stand up for something, you know, fake brave, uh, all supported by mass media, all supported and funded by mass media, all have legs because of the machine. What I mean by they have legs is Legs allow you to stand, allow you to walk. If you notice, not one hair on their heads are touched systematically because their agenda agrees with the powers, whatever you want to call them, the powers that be, whatever their agenda is. All of these little groups have movements that are not threats to their agenda. So they're allowed to have legs. They're allowed to live. Not one little hair on their head gets touched. So I want to bring up the the radio personality Charlemagne real quick. I remember one time he said something like, you know, shit, I just admire the unity of the LGBTQT community. And and I'm not taking the conversation there. We could discuss that on, on another podcast. I don't want to focus on their community on this podcast. But just to make this example. Shit, I admire their unity, man. Like, I mean, shit, I just, if, I wish we could have that type of unity. Wrong. Wrong. Because like I said, if you have a movement where your agenda is not a, a threat to the bigger agenda or your agenda so, lends some support to the bigger agenda, you will not be touched. Has nothing to do with uniting or being smarter than somebody, somebody else's movement, so that's why you're able to get your rights. And, no. Or rather your privileges. No. Because we united with Black Wall Street, okay? We, we united with Weeksville, Brooklyn, and got bombed, okay? So it has nothing to do with the will to unite or being smart enough to, cre- to build a community. No, because if you build a community and, and, and you d- decide to unite, but your community is a threat or against the bigger agenda, you will be touched, so I say this to say that he wasn't touched because he helped to spread pedophilia. Y'all need to understand Roman culture, LGBTQT stuff, all right, homosexuality, pedophiles, all that shit is the norm for them and they want it to be the norm over here. So, 
You here you have a, a world class celebrity touring, selling millions of copies of his music, has millions of fans, and he is a tool for spreading pedophilia. We're not going to touch that. We're not going to criminalize this guy. We see nothing wrong with what he's doing. That's why he wasn't touched by your judicial system. Get it right. Okay? So it goes beyond just the, oh, well, because it was little black girls. No, yeah, maybe. But ultimately, he got away with what he got away with because he was serving as an agent for pedophilia. And I'm not saying that he signed up to do that. What I'm saying is they looked at a guy and said, oh, he's doing something that we support. We don't got to break a sweat. We don't got to take action. He's already doing it. Let him rock. Let him rock out. Okay? So you better believe that had a lot to do with, if not the sole fact, why he got away with it. Why, why, why is it not? Let's wise up, y'all. Let's, let's understand what we're dealing with here. And so I just broke down why I understand why he wasn't villainized. Now I want to break down why I understand why you want to villainize him. It's what I call a revenge party. And the black community is so famous for revenge parties. Because I'll go back to babies being fed to crocodiles. Okay? We can, we can go to Willie Lynch. We can go to our history just being fucking stolen and raped from us. And perverted. And served back to us. Backwards. We don't want to deal with none of that. So we love to throw revenge parties. Anything that we can villainize close enough to us to villainize it, we take all of our energy and hatred out on that. It reminds me of the scenario in the schoolyard where, where a kid is being bullied or maybe he's being made fun of, right? So you got student A who's the bully or the jokester. Student A is attacking student B. Student B is your victim. He's being humiliated in front of all of the other classmates, right? Once again, student A is attacking student B. Student C is amused by this attack and starts laughing in the corner. Student B looks at student C and wants to chastise or attack him, right? He wants to attack student C for what student A did to him. But he don't want no problems with student A. You feel me? That's called a revenge party. And we are so famous for that. That's what we do. So this is why I said I want to highlight the fact I get it. I get it. Okay? Sexual deviancy. Underage girls manipulating them. All that stuff is bad. Yes, all that is bad. But how can we muster up the strength to villainize someone like that? Hmm? Why are we always student B looking to villainize student C, but we won't address the fact that student C is only laughing at us because of what student A did? In this case, there is a student A. R. Kelly was made into a monster because he was molested when he was younger. Due to studies, there's a large percent of African-Americans in our community who have been molested when they were younger 
because their parents and their uncles were molested. Because their parents and their uncles were molested. Because their and, and, and the list goes on down a lot. Now, where do you think this molestation comes from? We never want to deal with student A. And we continue throwing revenge parties against our own people. Because we're all inflicted. We're all sick in some way. We're all, we have all been inflicted by student A. Student A introduced these diseases, all of this uh, unnatural life patterns, unnatural eating habits, okay? Unnatural sexuality, unnatural music, unnatural everything. We get it from student A. Then when student C acknowledges our weakness, our sickness, our unrighteousness, our lack of compassion, our greed, our lust, our wrath, our anger, our confusion. When student C points that out in us, we want to get mad at student C. We have to stop throwing these revenge parties. And that was the whole point of this podcast. This ain't about R. Kelly. Way bigger than the R. And now if you excuse me, I'm going to dig into this food. This has been The Righteous Villain. Till next time. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.